We're on the eve of one of the most anticipated events of the AFL calendar. Players selected, names read, dreams realised. We're counting down to the AFL draft and we're looking at some of the players Hawthorne might have on the radar. It's a jam-packed edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Nick Mason and with me as always is a man who noted the stunning return to the track for one Josh Weddle. G'day, Tiz. Yeah, it reminded me of my early days, you know, clocking out the beep test. Really? No, not really. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, actually, if we're being specific about it and accurate, it was the yo-yo test. Uh, I've fed well in the yo-yo test, but of course, I'm talking about the biscuits. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> From the Hawthorne website, a total of 28 players made their return for day one, with 19 of them greeted with the dreaded yo-yo test. For anyone that's not in the loop, it's an aerobic endurance fitness test involving running between a couple of markers placed 20 metres apart at increasing speeds until you're absolutely buggered. But apparently, it's it's against a recorded message, isn't it? So the beeps come through that, that was, and you got to set yes. to go and you got to reach the other end and back before the next beep, otherwise you're disqualified. Yeah, that was my experience in PE. And you don't forget it. You don't forget <laughs> that sort of exercise. And... Uh, <laughs> The fact that Josh Whittle... Well, he, re- he ran out the recording. That's reportedly, yes. He not only finished first, he beat the recording, <laughs> which is fairly significant. Uh, McDonald was in the mix, Connor McDonald, Cam McKenzie, Bailey McDonald, Sam Butler and Finn McGuinness. Uh, they all came equal second, and then Josh Ward was in third place. So pick up your game, Wardy. It's fair for oh. people. <laughs> Yeah, what are they doing? They're just uh, they're giving the torsos a fair bit of a plug over the socials. Have you noticed this? Yeah, well, that's right, yeah. I mean, Finn McGuinness looks like he ate another Finn McGuinness. He is rippling. It's a bit like uh, the early 2000s. A bit too much for me, mate. It's <laughs> all about how they look. <laughs> oh, come on. It's We're deep into November. You've got to do something <laughs> with the socials. You can't give the supporters nothing. And, I mean, it was... That, that first post was very Finn-centric. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like they they should have just been out with it. This is a Finn McGuinness appreciation post. Was there a moment when you thought, wait wait a minute, who's that bloke at the front? <laughs> what are we talking about? Because of Connor McDonald's moustache, his mo? No, no, it was um, Sam Butler leading the pack. Oh, that's true, yeah. Sam Butler was, I was in like, the like, who is well. that fella? Now he's developed a bit. Connor McDonald actually in a, in a presser had big raps on him. So. Yeah, well, he, he sort of had a middling year last year and, and mm. we could see the talent early on, but it, it didn't come through. Anyway, it's all happening. Uh, 28 players back, and they're getting straight into it with Yo-Yo Test, which is pretty amazing. Uh, of course, there was a noted return today. It's the photo that we're all waiting for. Jeez, they made us wait, didn't they? They did. Jack Gunston. Yeah, I tried to spot him at, at Flemington last week because he was <laughs> practically there all week, and I was looking out for the other Jack, Ginevan, yep. but nothing. It's, I tell you what, maybe there's a thing there. You know, if uh, the VRC want to reach out, they can have a dual membership program. <laughs> It is, it is. It's quite strange there's so many Hawthorne-related uh, members of the racing fraternity. Well, as best as I can tell, their their interests in terms of leisure outside of footy, horses and golf. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's all horses and golf. With, it, with yeah, these there's guys. a lot of golf. Yeah, we had a, a comment from Sentient Quantum Fluctuations. He says more of an observation, but a big fan of the pack behind Weddle today. Uh, the pack that we just went through, of course. Uh, I mean, I'm already excited for the season ahead. I can't help it. How do I keep the flame going until March? <laughs> because it's, it's a, a long way away. It is a long way away, but we get the resurgence on Monday night and then again on Tuesday night. We do indeed. On Twitter, I said, what are we going to do with pick one? <laughs> and he, what on earth was that gif? It's like... This <laughs> <laughs> is awful puppet. Yep, that's yeah. right. Anyway. I mean, I consider it fair payback for <laughs> the past week of you hijacking every social media post I've made. <laughs> and you laugh because yeah. you know it's true. <laughs> yeah, and doing... Uh, Doing a poem about it with Chat GPT. Yeah, that's, it's, it's very transparent that it's not a human being. I, in fact, I would say aggressively transparent that a human being has not wrote those poems or tweets. Ah, uh, anyway, I've paid for it for next Monday night, so it'll actually read it out. No, to you. more more on Monday night and Tuesday night in our coverage a little bit later. But obviously, you're being facetious. We're not yeah. getting up to pick one. But we could do what we did last year. To get Weddle mm-hmm. and do some machinations, maybe using next year's picks to get back in that first round. Yep. And say we take Curtin at pick four. Well, why don't we talk about who's in the mix? Well, yeah. You're fairly certain. But I, I, I it's feel Curtin. I feel like it's gonna be Curtin. But yeah. we can also go and get someone else. Yeah, potentially. In that first round. Because there's not a lot of talent after that. Well, it's it said that it falls off a cliff after about the first round. Yeah. So. Like, like, yes, it's a precipice. It really yeah. is. So we've got to make this, got to make the first round count. And, and if that we can would trade mean, into it. But that would mean if it gets out to like pick 12 or something like that, and which McCabe isn't, isn't bid on yet, mm-hmm. we can do that kind of manoeuvre, get three in the first round. Potentially. Potentially. Who's your priority then? You, you flagged it as Curtin. If, if you're in charge at pick four, you're taking Dan Curtin. I get the feeling they're quite frustrated with the defence. Mm. Uh, that it is... It. I mean, it's our best line yep. in terms of talent. But they just need a big body in defence and then they can set it and forget it. That's right. Yep, just needs a little bit more. It's that missing piece. So I feel like that's probably what they're going to do. Uh, you know... Who we, who who were we looking at? We're looking at Watson. Yes, he's first in the rundown. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I would have had Dersma, but it looks like yeah, North will take him. Dersma would be my ideal, but I just don't think he's getting to Hawthorne. It, it's an interesting situation because I've spoken about this before. If you have a big, tall lad going into the draft, mm. it's kind of difficult to tell whether they're just not the tallest. Mm. and the strongest, and whether the talent's actually there yes. when everyone else catches up to them. Or they're not very, you know, sizable when they reach AFL. But when mm. you look at a kid like Nick Watson, mm. who's never had that size advantage yeah. and has found a way to stand out, do you just go, well, we can't look past that? I, I think it is a case of that. He's Mighty Mouse Mark too. Uh, is Nick Watson, 170 centimetres, 68 kilos. So there's nothing of him. But this guy is just a pint-sized highlight reel personified. 
He's, he's already nicknamed the Wiz. Well, exactly. I think that came from Cal Toomey, but not without reason. Oh, like, well, they're, they're, I'll put they're, a line through that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that's caught fire. It's because he, he's just the stuff of nightmares for opposition defenders. Uh, electrifying, mercurial, just everything in spite of his stature. He's tiny, but makes a huge impact. So this is the excitement ticket. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is and, a and bloke is... you will go buy your membership to watch. Oh, bums on seats, for sure. Or feet in standing room, in my case. <laughs> <laughs> but this is very much a heart pick, and, and I mean head versus heart. So well, this is... This... I don't... Why, why do you say that? Because... Because I think there are better picks for Hawthorne. I think Curtin is a safer pick. He's, I not, think... he's not a structural pick. No. But he's probably the best talent. In terms of what we're going to have available at pick four, I believe so. Yeah, he's the complete package as a live wire small forward. Elite forward craft, creativity, speed, agility, list goes on. He's slotted more than 70 goals. More than 70 goals. Across his entire body of work this year. So and every you reckon they're going to take my Curtin fellow who might go back to WA in a couple of years? That is my concern. I mean, I don't know if it's recency bias because of Brockman, but I'm concerned about taking WA talent. I can't help it. 170 centimetres and a weight of 68 kilos for Nick Watson. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing... Is there a potential that he just is too small? Over to you, Paul. What do you have? (laughs) No, uh, compared to Paul Porvolo, how how tall was Paul? How tall was Paul? (laughs) Hit the theme. Hit the theme. (laughs) I'm not editing a theme for how tall was Paul. He was 173, so... Oh, he's a veritable giant. Yeah, three centimetres difference. (laughs) Is Nick going to keep growing? Well, I mean, what is he? He's probably 18, 17, 18 years old. I don't have his age here, but maybe, maybe not. He can also roll through the midfield, which is a plus. He's taken up a position on the wing. He's even been deployed across half back. So I think the issue with him is just four-quarter consistency. But he can bob up and win a game off his own boot, which is exciting. And we've been crying out for a player of this ilk since the halcyon days of Rioli and Puapolo. I feel like I say it every single draft since these guys finished up. Uh, Nick? Can we kick long to Watson? Is that an option? I think. Remember the years we kicked long to Poppy? <laughs> well, the way Watson's talked up is he, he can make miracles happen. So why not just boot it long and see what works? <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. All I'm saying is look, think of the double act of Watson and Ginneman. Oh, that's tasty. And more? Well, I'm not, I'm not limiting it at so and, and, two. And but... Wingard? Yeah. <laughs> well, he might not get in the park ever again. Who knows? It might be for Collingwood. It could be. Isn't that a weird situation? Yeah, a little bit. Why are they sanding him out? He's not going to play next year. Well, unless... Well, well they'll play finals. He might be available for finals. And that's but even it. then, if to give him the nod... Yeah, no, it's a big call. But if you have that ace up your sleeve, it's pretty good. The wing guard on his best day can be a huge factor. We know this. We've seen it... On and off. Against North. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, we haven't seen it enough. So no, I agree. What? But his preference is Hawthorne. He would like to stay. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> what are you looking at me like? I, re- I remember Tom said as much. <laughs> oh, that's, you've been scarred. I have You're been. hurting. Well, he, he won't shut up about how nice it is over there. No, he won't shut up. It's almost like a premiership is not enough. <laughs> Success will do that. Yeah. Anyway, so Nick Watson is my heart pick. Uh, my head pick would be the same as you, Daniel Curtin. Uh, and you feel that he, he wouldn't play next year, though. So you're still waiting two years until he hits the lineup. 
Oh, I, I assume that of most of these picks. Most of these names that we're looking at, I'm not necessarily... Oh, I didn't at, assume that about Watson. I reckon he would play. Watson, I think, can play. But a lot of these picks, I'm like, long-term trajectory. I'm not thinking instant impact. Daniel Curtin... From he's Clare- already big. You know, he's 95 well, he kilos at 190 centimetres. Claremont, Western Australia. Uh, aerial, aerial ability, size, versatility, intercept game. His big game player is touted as such. He's one of the more enigmatic talents to be tipped top 10 due to, well, where do you play him? Where would Hawthorne deploy him you, you have choices i'm going to suggest probably defense but you do have choices with this guy well you got mccabe coming and this is why i think they're going to take Curtin. why because mccabe can play his role as well right and so then but he's more mobile than Curtin. well this is the thing yes he is yeah mccabe's got him for speed so you're saying this year we're drafting defenders yet again <laughs> no i'm saying that we take Curtin. With the understanding that we could miss out on McCabe. We're not going to miss out on McCabe. We can't. Okay, explain how. Is well, there we can even rob next year's picks mm-hmm. in order to satisfy whatever bid is made. Okay, well, in that case, then we've got nothing to worry about? Is that the suggestion? Well, unless North bid at pick two. <laughs> Which isn't going to happen. Right. Yeah. And you'd, you'd have to say that Hawthorne very much have their hearts set on McCabe. Uh, well, he did take his time to nominate, and we nominate him. Yeah, but, but, but um, also Luke's back in the fold now. So, I mean, to not get him would be catastrophic, you'd say. Yeah, it'd be pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it'd be very jarring to not have him in brown and gold. Yeah, I think he would be very disappointed. Yeah, I'd say so as well. All right, well, that throws a bit of a spanner in the works for me because my logic was we take Curtin with the understanding that we could miss out on McCabe. And in the event that we end up getting both, well, you have the opportunity to throw Curtin forward or McCabe forward. So I don't know. You've got two or tall Sicily. guys. And then, or Sicily. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. I shouldn't such, have brought us down to that level. Such a ball and chain. <laughs> just cannot escape it. I know. Now, this is all under the assumption that Dersma isn't available because he's going to North. That's right, midfielder forward Zane Dersma. But oh. if he is available, are we agreed that Hawthorne are taking him? Yes. Yep. And I would hope so. I'd be surprised if he was available, but I mean, a combination of the athleticism, the agility, skillfulness, and he's he's talented as a freakish talent, this kid. He's super clean, on the ground, in the air. The consistency is there as well. Kicked 33 goals from 12 games for Gippsland after kicking 31 goals in 2022. Zane strikes me as a very dependable prospect. Well, I mean, he's been on the radar for a number of years now for recruiters. So I would be very surprised if Clarko overlooks him. He would be so handy for Hawthorne, which is a shame because I don't he's think a, it's going to happen. He's a, we could place him anywhere, forward, wing, halfback. I'm thinking, I'm thinking forward. I'm thinking life after Luke Bruce, which is a note that I've made later in our rundown. We have to start thinking of that. Luke is amazing, and he's still got it. But there's going to come a time where he finishes up, and we yeah. need to start planning for that. And Zane Dersma can be that answer, but I'm just not sure it's going to happen. Yeah, okay. So they're the three. They're the only three. Are we looking at anyone else here? or So you brought up the idea of... Because remember, we took Will Day from the clouds. Yeah, and Cal Toomey, you, first rounder. you were very critical of Cal before, but he did call that, and he was the only one to call it, it seemed, about a day out from that draft. I thought it was on the day. 
It's very close no, to the draft. I think it was the day before. Don't know who. Don't know who squealed. <laughs> well, it's a case of that, isn't it? But the you mentioned the idea of trading up to get Weddle before, and how we we could sort of pull similar moves this draft. The the buzz is around Connor O'Sullivan, a utility from Murray Bush Rangers, 198 centimeters, 92 kilos. Where's Her, he been playing? Well, he's a utility. So everywhere or in defence or he presents mostly as a quality intercept defender, patrols oh. the back line, peels off, puts a spoil on, entries inside fifty. That's his expertise. I dare say that Connor O'Sullivan, Will McCabe, and Daniel Curtin are very they're of the same mould. They're very similar players by the sounds of it. Yeah. So why would we want that then? I don't know. It makes me feel like the buzz maybe isn't legit, but I'm not sure. I know that Conor O'Sullivan has been talking to the Hawks. So he's 198 centimetres. Yes. And uh, he was the focal point for the Allies' defence. Good at getting from contest to contest and impacting aerially, but he also gets a lot of touches. MVP of the uh, under-18 National Championships winning Allies team as well. So you say he's the focal point. That's very much true. But he's tall. He is very tall. All of these guys, O'Sullivan, McCabe, Curtin, they're all big boys. And again, he's from the Murray Bush Rangers. So, you know, uh, we do tend to, Mm -hmm. you know, go there a lot. But those would be the guys in the mix. I I mean, we haven't really talked about Will McCabe at this point. The only concern about talking about Will McCabe is that people will realise that he's actually very good... (laughs) And he hasn't hit his straps yet, and it could possibly be deliberate. Possibly. Mobile, athletic, versatile. He's got a lot to offer, McCabe, all over the park, though he's most noted for his work in defence at this point. Yeah, he's uh, 197 centimetres tall and 86 kilos. Um, You know, he's the sort of defender that that uses space well. Yes. Yeah. so it's going to be a few years before he makes it at AFL because he's got to work out the one-on-one defending stuff. He needs to work out body position and things mm-hmm. like that. But in terms of athletic ability, yeah, he's excellent. He's the kind of guy that Hawthorne want to get him into the system and they want to nurture that strength and one-on-one defending game. They want to develop that side to make him a formidable defensive weapon. That's going to take time. And, and weapon's the important thing, because he's not there to nullify, he's there to rebound. Yes, oh, he creates plenty of drive. He's deceptively fast for a big man. I mean, being that tall, you wouldn't think it, but he is. Uh, so yeah, he's got enormous upside in that regard. And so we're set to match anything from pick 14 up. Yes, I crunched the numbers, and if I am incorrect in this, because maths was never my strong suit, please do uh, hit us up at, at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, I believe if we if Will makes to pick fourteen, then yeah, we're we're home free with our with our draft crop this year, with the points that we have, which I think totals from memory to one thousand two hundred. Anything from pick fourteen onwards, we can do. Okay, and we can, like I said before, we can always dip into next year. Yep. To satisfy the bid. Yeah. Um, I noticed uh, Kane. Is that Kane Corns with the question there? <laughs> okay. No, different Kane. Although it would be amazing if Kane Corns listened to our show. <laughs> uh, Kane wonders if we're uh, if the rumours of us trading for Geelong's first round pick are true. If so, who are we chasing, and what will get the deal done? Well, that relates God, back to. Can Connor you imagine dealing with Geelong? Well, we did last year. So they've got pick eight, don't they? 
Yes, I believe so. Which will be probably pick 10 or something by the time it comes around to it. Yeah, and this feeds back into the whole buzz around Conor O'Sullivan and what we might be doing in that But space. haven't they hit a cliff? What are Geelong doing? Yeah, I'm not really sure what they're doing. I would not I would imagine they would in no way want to part with their no. first rounder. No, if I were them, I would not be doing a deal on that. Yep. So. But let's say, ideal scenario, we get our pick four, whoever that may be. Yep. And... We don't really have anybody to deal with in the next few, do we? Because Let's we're at we're at four. Western Bulldogs at five. They're mm. definitely taking a pick. If we don't take Watson, they will. By yep. the way, you reckon Melbourne at pick six? No, I don't think so. Probably too early anyway. For, That's what I was thinking for the guys yeah. we're looking for. Yeah. GWS at seven. Geelong at eight. Essendon at nine. Ooh. I think I read something that suggested Essendon are looking at doing some dealing. They'd want two picks in the first round. That's mm. what they'd be looking at. Then you've got Adelaide, who definitely need to take the pick. And suddenly you're looking at Melbourne again at yeah. 11. Yep. So, I don't know. There's not a lot of room there to get many deals done. But That's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> in some ways, this can be a very predictable draft for Hawthorne. Yeah, it could be. it could be extremely predictable. But if we do manage to get back in, there are a few players that I wouldn't mind talking about who we might be able to bring into the list. And the reason you do this is because you just get more guys in the same age bracket yep. coming through at the same same time, mm-hmm. and you manage to, I don't know, bring forward the rejuvenation mm-hmm. one year, but you do run the risk of if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out doubly because you've put more into it. You've mm-hmm. made the deal earlier. Before we get into some Hail Mary selections and guys who we're hopeful of but we're not sure if they're going to make it to Hawthorne, let's go to the guy that's safe as houses because we do have another father-son selection. Are you really that excited about Culture Deer? I am, yeah. I think he has a pretty good ceiling about him. He's not going anywhere near the 40, though, is he? No, we'll take him... <laughs> We'll let him walk to our last draft pick. Like, I'm excited for the story. I love the story. Yep. I think the story is fantastic. Um, for, even, for anyone not in the loop, son of 1991 Premiership player and Norm Smith medalist Paul Deere, of course. We've had emotional moments in the last couple of years mm-hmm. over Paul. You know, it would be fantastic to get Colshaw Deere to the club. And I think he will get there. But I don't think it would be, you know helpful to put massive expectations on him. Well, there won't be massive expectations on him because he'll likely... Well, I, get... have, I have read online that people are talking him up like... Mate, he's, he's likely going to be picked at 83. Yeah. Oh, hang on, that's Mitch Lewis territory. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, when I say it's safe as houses, I don't anticipate any other club jumping in. And he's a father-son selection, so he's he's on the table if we want to select him, which we can with our final draft pick. Or he could be rookied. Or he could be rookied. There's options here. So I'm... Look, he's probably... Will McCabe, I'm very confident of being a Hawk. Culture Deer, I would say, I'm even more confident that he's going to be a Hawk. Yeah, did he back for Hawthorne? I would assume so, <laughs> surely. Is that still a thing? Let's get to some players, because I think you'll find that it is still a thing. Oh. The first guy that I want to mention in that vein, Kane McAuliffe. So, Kane McAuliffe, who obviously asked that question earlier. Uh, 187 <laughs> centimetres, 86 kilos from South Australia, plays for North Adelaide. He's a midfielder. He's an explosive athlete, mate. 
Contested footy beast brings a formidable combination of strength and speed and brings that combo consistently. Who is this guy? These traits are not meant to coexist so well, but they do. And so he has the makings of a midfield powerhouse, this kid. Because so his it, contested game is fantastic. Yeah, it's his outside game that needs work. Yeah, so ball retention, stuff like that. So you asked about Hawthorne supporters before. Uh, McAuliffe's father played under-17s and some reserves footy at Port Adelaide, but... He was a Lee Matthews-loving Hawthorne supporter. And in turn, that uh, that opened... <laughs> Inculcated it into the sun. Yeah, well, he, that opened Kane's eyes to modern-day Hawks greats such as Luke Hodge and Sam Mitchell. Kane has said himself, watching Hawthorne games mostly when growing up, I watched a fair bit of Luke Hodge and Sam Mitchell. <laughs> so, the projections on Kane? 40 to 60. Hmm. We might have something there. We might have something there. I cannot... Because if they hold out on bidding on Will McCabe yep. into the 20s, yep. then we have an overhang on the number of draft picks. That's right. When we batch them all up, and we might get inserted back into somewhere not like the 40s, as mm-hmm. we have in the past. And we just could end up with Kane McAuliffe. This guy has not been written about a whole heap from what I can tell online, certainly not uh, as opposed to some of the other guys we're covering today. And contested game, power, size, tackling, speed. This is a very weird profile. It is. And it's fantastic. Yeah, because he's fast, strong. Yeah. And tackles. Yes. If you're fast, why are you, tra- why are you tackling? <laughs> he is a, a, a powerful bull with a lot of speed about him. So it's like... It's like Smithy on roids, is it? Is that what we're looking at? Well, I thought James Warple with a motor. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, his disposal efficiency is fifty-five. So <laughs> I'm not sure that that I'm not sure that Sammy's looking at that and going. Mm. What about BTA, mate? Best talent available. Come on, this kid's this kid's got the makings of a star. What an unusual combination of traits. I, just, I just think he could be something special. It is. Special. It's, it's, it's very... What, what's the word? Um, unicorn-like. <laughs> he is a bit of a unicorn. I'm surprised he's projected here for 40 to 60. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah, because this is a guy that would be very hard to match up on. Like, this is, a, this is a chess piece that you'd love to have. That's right. So over to you, because that, that was one of my picks. Kane McAuliffe, he's one to watch. I uh, I've got a number of mine, but I want to hear what you've what you've scouted here. I just sat down and I got on uh, what what's this mob called again? <laughs> Rookie Me Central. Rookie Me Central, and I just yep. started flipping through their YouTubes because they do the, some great work. They do. It's incredibly uh, arduous what they've done to put all these. Yeah. But after a while, watching these highlights of these kids, you're like, ah, that kid actually looks like he could play for Hawthorne. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten that sense before. There is something about it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's definitely guys that look like they're going to end up at a different club. <laughs> yeah, there have been some where I've looked at them and gone, oh, he's Essendon, yeah, 100%. It, it must be something to do with their recruiters. It's what they're looking for. And, yeah, and you do know. notice different movements and, and things yeah. like that. Anyway, at 184 centimetres, 83 kilos, Reese Torrent of Western Australia, I know... He might go home. I know there's a go home factor. Can I just say that... But this kid is a class above. He was on my short list as well. Was he? He was, initially. I sent you through a bunch of names. Too many. And, and, well, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. And then I whittled it down to my selections that make up our rundown today. 
Reese didn't make my final cut, but it was one of the names I said. Is through. that because he can stare down opponents that are just about to flatten him and put on a little? He'll kick the ball with yeah. the left foot, maybe a boomerang, and it'll just drop in the lap of one of his teammates. Just looks effortless. So what you're saying is that this guy's disposal is something special. It's yeah, it's that, and also you know that that time factor where he has time to make that correct decision, mm-hmm. and he sees what he's able to do. Doesn't mm-hmm. just dump it. Okay, so footy IQ as well. Yeah, it's a bit of footy IQ, but it's not really in setting up because he's under pressure. It's a way of getting the release and the correct release. He's got a really good balance of traits there. Like everything he can do quite well. Yeah, everything is kind of sitting above average. Which is the graveyard of <laughs> young AFL football. Because isn't unless it? you stand out. Yeah, unless you thing. stand out at one thing or you have something that no one else can match, yep. you can be, you know. Held out of the game. And that has rendered Reese Torrance uh, projected as a late pick. Yeah, late. Somewhere. Not even a number on him. Not even a number, uh, but he's a midfielder that's there for the taking, and I liked the look of him as well. Do you want to take the next one? I'll take the next one. We'll go back and forth. Was it this guy's name that was most appealing to me? Maybe. Let's go through it. Cade oh, Delarue. not cocking, is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. No. Tell me, tell you talking about. No, no, it's all You looked good. at Culture no. Deer, and then the other side of the page was who? <laughs> Oh, I've got to, got to go through the thing now. Oh, do you? Jack Cocking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Jack Cocking, as if, as if he didn't know his name. <laughs> and ladies oh, and gentlemen, boy, child. did we have fun I'm with such the wordplay around Jack Cocking pre-recording. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's projected to, to come late in the draft. Jesus. All right, and- moving on. Cade Delarue. What? Mid- <laughs> We're just moving on, are we? Okay. Fair enough. I, I saw what you did, and I'm moving on. Cade Delarue. I mean, what a name. Fantastic. That I'm sorry. He's a cabaret act. I'm sorry, but can you hear that grand final day? Cade Delarue. A midfielder forward from Dandenong Stingrays, Vic Country, 183 centimetres, 79 kilos. Now, this is what I was saying before. The Hawks need to look urgently at life beyond Luke Bruce and his tenure in brown and gold, so they need to be scouting mid-sized forwards of his ilk. And Cade Delarue really fits the bill, I think. There's a really well-balanced really well balanced kind of talent, actually. Touted as above average over a lot of criteria. Agility, aerial prowess, disposal, contested game, consistency. All of it really casts him as a safe, dependable prospect. Safe is correct. Look, his disposal efficiency is 80. He's a bit safe with how he controls his game. His skills are good. He's I, versatile. I, Very boring picnic. I don't... <laughs> the name! The name is anything but boring. Okay, maybe, the maybe name's it's... not boring, but it's like it's good marketing. That's what this is. This <laughs> maybe is... that's the most flamboyant part of your game. <laughs> but he is strong in the contest, which I appreciate. Clean with the footy, capable overhead. He can play as a forward target or slot into the midfield, as I said. Uh, I think the... I, I the... notice you haven't recorded how many goals he kicked or anything like that. Do we have anything on that? Go on. No, I... I... No, obviously he didn't kick many because they haven't made it touted it at all. Well, in terms of the uh, the midfield uh, chops of, of Delarue, his delivery inside 50 is touted as a major strength. So, look, that could be attractive for he's us. smart. Yep. He's, he's, he's smart. He, you know, he can avoid tackles and things. Projected to be a late pick, which, of course, we have a few of them. So, Yeah, I mean, this is this is real Hail Mary stuff now, isn't it? Well, it's got to be. Look at our draft crop. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> a lot of these Hail Marys, mate. There's a lot of names I've ignored because I'm like, there's no chance. Speaking of, who's your next player? 
Go on, I see him there. Don't change no, pages. No, I'm going to change the page. Yeah. Oh, you've changed it to one who's also not gettable. That's great. Well, I wanted another show and maker. Ari sounds good. He's a Tasmanian, though. And yeah. that's a bit of a... He's a Tasmanian, though. Yeah. Without context, that sounds horrible, but I know what you mean. What, being a Tasmanian? Yeah. <laughs> that was the implication. Well... But you're saying he's Tasmanian, and when they when they start their team... Yeah. There's going to be people looking to go back home. Yes. Yeah. And the compensation, as always... <laughs> Is not going to make sense? No. <laughs> and, um, you know, just tip of your hat to Buddy, of course. Of course. Yeah, the pick 19 comp. But you want to talk about Ari Schoenmaker. So he's going to be the super boot. Isn't that what they're calling him? Now, let's think about suckling, right? Mm -hmm. But I want you to imagine him taller. Yes, okay. And, you know, I mean, Ari doesn't really enjoy the contested stuff either. But Mm. this guy can definitely take an intercept mark. And uh, he likes rebounding from 50 and he's very good. At hitting his target. 80, it, over yeah. 80% disposal efficiency. Yeah, I can see that he's got elite disposal about him. Uh, lethal boot. Hits but he's target. not a defender. He's like not a Not defender. a natural defender. Okay. Like he, he, the body work isn't there, all that stuff. You're looking at a guy that's very, very highly skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be a lot of conditioning required. So you just let Ari do what he wanted when he had the ball. I, I mean, he's got some assets that could help him in defense, reading the play and rebounding, and he uses the ball well. I could see him easily carving out a career as a defender. Yeah, but you've got to make sure that he's the third man up. That makes sense. You've okay. got to provide him with space. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then he's just going to look very average. Mm-hmm. Like projected 25 to 40, I think it'd go higher because there is that cliff. Yeah, and people will look so. at this and they'll go, look, we don't have any player in our team that can kick that well yeah. or that far with I, accuracy. I don't think he's getting past 30. Because because he can do what we used to be able to do with Suckling and even Clinton Young, mm-hmm. where we'd get them and we'd kick over the back or through yeah. the defensive lines mm-hmm. and just turn the defenders' backs on the ball because they had to run back. I, I don't think he's going to be in our reach, but that's my suspicion on that. Shall we move on? No, I like talking about Ari Schoenmaker. <laughs> so we're moving on. Uh, Jack DeLean, <laughs> general forward from South Adelaide, South Australia, uh, 185 centimetres, 75 kilos. He's one of those low-possession, high-impact players that can give opposition clubs headaches and a bit of a scare. He's a great contested mark for his size, a capable set-shot goal kicker, and a guy with a bag of tricks deep enough to ensure he's a difficult matchup. Projected? Could slip beyond pick 40. Is there anybody who is quite obviously better than where they're projecting him. Because this bloke does sound like he's better than they've projected. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, uh, it's said that he's a quality goal stake, and the stats reflect that. 38 goals from 13 games. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. For for South Australia under 18s, that's a really good return. I think, I think there's question marks over his speed and defensive pressure, and that might have seen him slip a bit. Right. And honestly, if I'm thinking about what Hawthorne need, they're two aspects that I really would love yep. Hawthorne to address in the Say no line. more. Put a line through no. Jack. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I can see how 38 goals from 13 games isn't appealing. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't need any more of that. <laughs> goal kicking is not an issue. Oh. <laughs> all right. Speaking of our goal kicking prowess, uh, Keith Ford, how about one of them? 
Could we have the better read in the draft? The Archer read? The Archer read? The better read in the draft. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Turned out to be true. Eh? That oh, would be, boy. Nah, Harley Reid does look the bona fides, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> so uh, 203 centimetres, 94 kilos. Archer Reed hailing from Gippsland Power, Vic Country. Oddly, physicality is a question mark. All right, we'll put a loan through him. Next, I don't want a key forward where physicality is a question mark. What are you talking about? Well, he's got great forward craft. He can get ground balls, leads well, marks well, kicks well. Yeah, if he's unopposed. (laughs) All right, all right. We don't need any more forwards like that then. Okay. I've I've gone a bit hard on you there. I, I see the merit in it, but... Don't you feel like... Hawthorne finally need to... To get a key forward? I suppose Marby or Chole, they did put a lot of money on the table. Yeah. Again, I'm more interested in a medium forward being the future. I I think that is an area we desperately need to address. But you need the focal point. Well, I think we've got that covered for now. All right. But, you know, Archer Reid, four Mm. years probably. Yeah, all right. Away. Makes you miss Brandon Ryan, doesn't it? Are we getting another... Although, mind you, he was 25, 26. Yeah, so. yeah. But are we getting another Ruckman? No, I wouldn't say so. Okay. We, we have four on the list. Still? Well, I think that's... I think, I've spoken on this before. I think it's wise to have four on the list. I think it's a good thing. So who have we got? We've got Reeves, Meek, Ramsden and Tucker. That's enough. All right, fine. Fine. You want another Ruck? I kind of do. <laughs> okay. But okay. No. Fair enough. No no more rucks. No rucks given. What do you say to another wingman? Oh, I'd love a wingman. Is, Joel, it, is it Dersma? No, it's not Dersma. Joel Frazier. He plays on the wing. GWB Rebels Vic Country. 190 centimetres. Do we re- Actually, the wing, no. We've got Weddle there now. After that beep test stuff. Mm. He's obviously wanting the wing. Mm. No, none of this uh, lining up on the defensive line and having to worry about an opponent. Give me the wing, he says. Not even prepared to hear me out about Joel Frazier. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, wasn't he a uh, boxer, Joel Frazier? <laughs> His strengths are outside game, endurance, work rate, size, clean hands, and evasion. A really well-balanced specialist wingman who can blaze a trail all day thanks to his elite endurance. This guy is... Quite tall. He is quite tall, and that's an asset, but he just seems to be a pure wingman. That's where he does his best work. Fox Sports reported Frazier started his 2023 campaign with a bang, averaging 22 disposals and one goal from his first eight games to the Rebels. His sixth goal, yes, sixth goal, 26 disposals display against the Stingrays in round four was mesmerising. How on earth can a player like that slip to the late 40s? I mean, the, the composure is There's going to be so many surprises. I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of surprises. I think you might be right. Also, the fact here that I've noted that, that Frazier had a quiet carnival so he hasn't showed up precisely when it matters most, <laughs> which is a problem. And that might mean that he slips to the late 40s or beyond. Whack! <laughs> he hasn't shown up when it matters most. Well, it's, is, it, is that false? No, I guess not. He had a really good start to the year and then he faded when he, when he was in the spotlight. Well, this was, the, this was what they wrote about Jekka a few years ago. Remember they said, um, you know, he wasn't so good in the championships and... Uh, the rumour was that he blamed the coach. Right. That he was played out of position and stuff Mm. like that. 
Anyway, we're going to do Jack Cocking or not? I don't think you sincerely want to talk about him, so I don't want to do it. You know what will happen. If we don't talk about him, he'll be a bloody <laughs> legend of the game or something. <laughs> and we'll be on, on the record forever dismissing him. <laughs> Fair enough, too. It's got the no. double glottal stop, so we're not talking about Jack Cocking. Yeah, put Cocking away. And we'll talk about 2GF <laughs> and whether we can get him because... About two months ago, he was projected to go 50s or further out. And ever since, a lot of people have had him as a bolter and they're yeah. certain that he's anywhere between 20 and 30. Yeah. And plays, by the sounds of it, very similarly to CJ. Mm-hmm. He's got a very similar role. He, he boasts very similar strengths and traits. We've listed him on the NGA. Yeah. So we're interested. We're interested, but will he make it beyond 40, which is the big question. Because we're not going to be able to match it, are we? Well, you can't. Before 40, you can't. If a team slides in to his DMs, so to speak. Oh, you can't match it before 40. Wow. So quite a long way out. It is. It is. And that's a relatively recent rule, I believe. Um, GF, you can completely cancel him out of the equation. He's not going to be a hawk unless... Is he better than his brother? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I think he's... He's touted as being incredibly. Are we only similar. looking at him because he has a brother? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think he, he's the write-ups on him is that he he's a weapon in his own right. Okay, and I, I like that. It'd be handy to have him, but will he make it to pick forty? Because if he doesn't, if there's if any team jumps in before pick forty, then he's gone. We don't get to match the bid. Or yeah, there, there's no such system for that anymore. So if, if any anyone wants out him. There, for any Hawks fans out there are hoping that 2GF makes it to Hawthorne, you've got a long wait. <laughs> We're not going to be able to do anything about it until after pick 40. Yeah. But he's still not a, you know, you can't plug him in and, and he plays next year. No. He's no, a he couple wouldn't. of years away. Yeah. And as we've seen this year with GF, you know, with Chankwath, we're not, well, we don't know where he is with his body, do we? No, well, he needs a big preseason. 2023 was not his year at all. Can I um, talk about why on earth? What's on your mind, mate? A big sigh. Getting a bit emotional. Got a heavy heart. Why, oh why, is long no longer? Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. You mentioned this because next in the rundown is... You know, a bit of a note on the players delisted to be re-signed. Hawthorne committing to redrafting Chad Wingard and Cooper Stevens in this month's AFL rookie draft after the pair were delisted on Thursday. So basically they rate Stevens above Ned Long? Yep. And look... If mate, you compared their output at VFL, where would you have put them? Well, it doesn't pass the... Uh, what do they call it? The eye Pub test? test? Well, <laughs> it's, in a sense, it doesn't pass what I was watching. Put it that way. Right. If it's between those two, I would have delisted One Stevens. was consistent. He got picked in yep. the AFL team a couple of times. Yep. He did everything that was asked of him. Not afforded the proper chance to shine in the AFL. Oh, I think he he did. Tell me where Long was playing midfield in the AFL. That never happened. Well, we gave him a couple of, uh, well, I mean, they were defensive roles that he wasn't I, able to push through on. He was shining at Box Hill level in a role that suited him. As a big-bodied mid, and he never got that chance. Yes, he got games, 
but he never really had that potential realized. I think it's a damn shame. He was very consistent long for Box Hill. And I think they delisted the wrong guy. I'm not saying that Cooper Stevens is trash or anything like that. I just think if it's, if it's between those two, I know well, who Cooper I'm Cooper Stevens has it on him for age. He has it on him for experience, body size. Mm. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's one of those difficult decisions that these blokes are paid to make. Does it make you think that we might be getting a midfielder for a late pick if it is that Torrent guy that you mentioned from WA? Oh, I think they're, they're definitely in the market for... For style and mm. and uh, and a bit of glam on the outside of the pack, don't you? Well, when I look at every draft, I look at who we've lost first. And from a list balance and management perspective... A touch of the colicas on the outside of the pack? From a list management perspective, I look at, okay, so they delisted Jekka. Are they going to be interested in, for the sake of balance and need... Uh, finding Archer another, Reed, yeah. Well, potentially, finding another forward... Mm-hmm. Or a utility. Well, they um, got Jack Gunston back. Yes, true. Uh, losing Bramble. Okay, right. well, he played half back and he can play wing. Are they going to be looking for another player of we that had a, And we had a lot of those fellas. Oh, no, I know. I know. But for the sake of what, what are Hawthorne trying to achieve in terms of their list management and balance? Are they Are they moving away from what they had or might they be replicating what they had? With fresh well, I blood. think I think to be honest, they're going to lean towards utilities. Mm, maybe those players that can that they can mould into what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be an interesting period. I'm quite excited to see what they do because there, it, there's just so many options. But I really would like them to, unless they've got someone in mind next year, because they've got a very large amount of cash there ready to throw at someone. Yeah, they've got to find. The next generational key forward for Hawthorne. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's there yet. Maybe he is. Maybe Mitch Lewis. I'm still a bit of a doubter because he doesn't play enough games each year. Yeah, that's a problem. But I think when was the last time we dropped a really top pick mm. on a key forward? And the last time we did it, we did it twice in one go. <laughs> it's true. It's not that hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> not that hard. Yeah, sort your shit out, Hawthorne. Come on, get with it. It worked out pretty well, didn't it? It did. So, And we have missed out on a few key forwards in the trades. Yes. You know, they keep looking elsewhere. And key defenders. Yep. Well, I mean, that was a bit fortuitous, I feel. Uh, the way he keeps well. talking about himself. Well, <laughs> I couldn't be reading that, I tell you. That's not the Hawthorne way. I'm going to have a big impact at this club after my... Has he played 60 games yet? Anyway. Do, do I need to refer you to Massimo D'Ambrosio's comments in the last couple of days? Yeah, well, I sent that to you going, yeah. this is not great. <laughs> All right, let's enlighten the listeners. What did he say? I, I don't want to libel the fellas. You don't so want I'm to gonna... <laughs> But look, you said to me, what did you say? You said, no, you've got to be positive. You've got to... You've got to shoot for the stars. Yeah. You gotta dream big. Otherwise, what's the point? You might as well not dream at all if you're not gonna have a big dream. Is that what you said to me? I feel like that's not what you said to me. I said shoot for the stars, and then I elaborated on my point Fair. just now. So here's Massimo D'Ambrosio, which is a fantastic name. I love it. Mm-hmm. I look at players like Errol Goulden and Josh Dacos this year, and they were both top five in the Brown Line. What's Josh? Oh, not Josh. Yeah, no. You think- Did he get the wrong Dacos? <laughs> Maybe, or SEN misquoted him. <laughs> I don't know. What has uh, happened there? That went through to the keeper on me. I didn't even pick that up. Wow. Anyway, 
Errol Gordon, Josh he, Dacos. He Josh mean, Dacos did get. He's not a bad player. No, he's MVP for Collingwood this year. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Best and fairest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I can have an impact just like they can. Okay, and and you saw that, and you were like, "Don't like this." And I said, "You got to shoot for the stars." Yeah. Why not have that belief? Why not have that belief? Yeah. You can have that belief. I'm yeah. not questioning that. Yeah. It's just going up to the SEN reporter and going, you know what? I reckon next year I could be like Errol Goulden or Josh Dacos. What do you reckon? <laughs> what do you want him to say? Nah, I'm nowhere near those guys. I never will be. Anyway, see you. So the, do you have your quote? <clears throat> what those guys have done inspires me to try to have that kind of impact at Hawthorne. Oh, come on. That is the structure of the sentence that he should have gone with. Well, I can't believe we're now critiquing the structural <laughs> structure sentences of AFL players. Well, we might be here a while well, if we I'm start sorry, doing Nick, that. Well, I'm sorry, Nick, but, uh, you know, you just got to think of the syntax sometimes. I just... <laughs> well, somebody please think of the syntax. <laughs> My God. Oh, I don't that think devolved into a petty squabble. I don't think that's such a bad quote. You I like it? Well, I, mean, I I sort of nothing it. I think that players should be trying to back themselves, and he has uh, models now through mm. which to aspire to. He's like, okay, well, I see what they've achieved, and that's where I would like to get to. Yeah. And do I think I can? Well, I would rather. It's than, sounding a bit better than, now because, like, it, they're <laughs> they're both a couple of years in, aren't they? Yes, they are. And I would rather that a player thinks that they can do that than be like, oh yeah, maybe. Do you reckon that's even possible for Massimo? I've no idea. He's pretty good. What do you play six games or but something? Goulden is off the charts. Yeah, Goulden's excellent, but you got to aim. You, you've got to want to be the best. Is the point. Otherwise, you might as well not try. Wow. I'm not saying you have to be the best. You have to want to be the best. Okay. Motivational speaker. <laughs> I feel like a... <laughs> Good on you, Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> needed to be that scene in the UK office where David Brent starts playing Simply the Best. Oh. <laughs> Lip syncs to it. It's not in the good office. What are you doing? Oh, it's not the good office. No, the, the oh other one's God. better. Much no, better. no. Now, that's a real squabble. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, he's got, he wears his heart on his sleeve, does Massimo. He does. And that's what we need at Hawthorne. Uh, I want to ask, before we move on to some AFLW stuff, um, is there a, a lock where you're most confident about one particular player arriving at Hawthorne through the draft? It's going to be Jack Cocking. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> No, come on. I mean, it's it's um, Watson. Oh, you've changed your tune. You're doing this despite me now. Yeah, well, you got to have someone different, don't you? <laughs> Wait, so if you choose Watson, I have to take Curtin? Yeah. Well, oh. you, you were going Curtin anyway, weren't you? It's a conservative <sighs> yeah. pick. You're the conservative on this panel, Nick. Do you think so? I don't think so at all. Don't you? I, I want us to take Watson, but I don't think we will. <laughs> You're the realist. Yeah. Uh, mate, I want to. I want us to take Watson for the butts on seats factor. I want to be back at the football watching a guy take the absolute piws. Yeah, I would love to see that actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this year I'm giving in to that. I'm like, no, nope, I want Watson. Is Sammy and the team in that mode yet? No. Are they ready <laughs> to to put the cherries on top? No, I don't think so. 
Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out soon. Anyway, we need to talk about AFLW departures and additions. We had a fair few retirees. A catch McCourt, Tegan Cunningham, uh, Catherine Brown, Tamara Luke, all hung up the boots. Meanwhile, we've had Sarah Perkins and Janet Baird recently delisted as well. That left Hawthorne with a massive gap on the list. That's six players, and the lists aren't as big for the AFLW, mate. So that's a huge loss. How many weeks ago were we down at uh, Frankston? Is that three? Yeah, around that. Yeah. That was a bit of fun. It was. Yeah, it's a great win. Great win, that one. Very enjoyable win. Good weather. Greta Bodie with four goals, if you don't mind. Yeah. Having uh, She spoke after the game about being mentored by Luke Bruce. Yeah, and she did play. When you go back to the highlights, you can yep. see the influence. I love that there's that cross-team collaboration, that the men's can collaborate with the women's and vice versa. I think that's fantastic. It's all, it's all one family which is what we want Hawthorne to be. But the fact is that Hawthorne have a huge off-season ahead of them now. And did you know the draft is next month, immediately after the finals are done? And before the AGM, or...? Uh, Don't quote me on that. I think it might be slightly Have you blacked out that day, so you're going to be free, or is it just me going along to listen to that? Oh, the AGM? No, I want to go to the AGM. There's no election this year. It's all done and dusted behind closed doors. No, I'll still head along. It doesn't need to be an election for me to be interested. I came the year before. Fair enough. So we, we have added to the list, though, haven't we, in the last 48 hours? The last 24 hours. So that, there's six names that have come off the list and a fair bit of experience as well. But we've we've gone young to start off with. The AFLW expansion, under 18, talent pathway, pre-signing period, try saying that five times fast, has been very productive for the Hawks in the last 24 hours. Three new players signed. The headline recruit is 17-year-old Laura Stone, a gun midfielder who dominated for the Eastern Rangers colours this past season, averaging 20.5 disposals, 6.2 tackles, 5.1 inside 50s from 11 appearances in the midfield and across half back. Not too bad at all. Laura Stone being hyped to the moon as a massive recruit for the Hawks. This is so far out from next season. What are they doing with this? I don't know, but as I said, the draft is next month. All right. According to the Hawthorne website, by season's end, Stone was actually named captain of the Coates Talent League Girls Team of the Year at halfback. Her versatility and leadership was very much on show through the 2023 campaign. She's also made appearances for Box Hill's VFLW team, Clearly, we have a gun recruit on our hands with Laura Stone. But, like I said, we didn't stop there. We also have a couple of other Eastern Rangers products, in fact, who also featured for Box Hill on multiple occasions. Jess Vukic. Is that, would, would, would you say, would that be the pronunciation? I'd hope so. Vukic? Not Vukic. Vukic? Let's go with the first one. <laughs> Arrives at Hawthorne, having been named in the Coates Talent League Team of the Year as well uh, as a starting ruck otherwise known as the most dominant ruck in the comp. We've also recruited talented winger Hayley McLaughlin, who averages 19, uh, who averaged, sorry, 19.1 disposals, 3.8 marks, and 3.3 tackles this year. And in other AFLW news, Emily Bates has been, the, uh, has been named the first Hawk ever to make the AFLW All-Australian. So a bit of a milestone for the club there. Yeah, I hope they can make finals next year. I quite enjoy the fact that North Melbourne absolutely... Over Melbourne. Melbourne, who were meant to go through the season undefeated. 
Yeah, that was a, an, a nice shock, actually. As much as I don't like North, and, that and, was fun to see. And you were saying how, uh, you know, there's communication between the men's and the women's mm-hmm. at Hawthorne. Well, oh, I mean, no. it's just emulating oh. at Melbourne, isn't it? It's, isn't that wonderful? That's, Straight uh, sense. Straight <laughs> sense. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, look, can we make finals next year? Uh, it, we've lost a lot of experience. But then again, I mean, Tegan Cunningham wasn't on the park a whole heap. Tamara Luke was recovering from an ACL. Catherine Brown did her ACL. I don't I, remember Janet Baird playing much. Well, Janet Baird, I think, maybe played one. McCurt Stewart, I don't think, replicated the same form a lot of the time as her previous year. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to read. We've lost a lot of experience, but and Sarah Perkins, obviously, very experienced campaigner. But will that make a massive difference? Where Did are we, we improve? Be? Did we improve? I would say so, yeah. We had a harder fixture. Harder fixture. Speaking of fixture, <laughs> when is the men's fixture out? Uh, after we drop this episode. <laughs> really? I think so, yeah. I was told it was coming out like the 20th. I think it's coming out this week. I'm going to say Thursday. Okay. Well, that's but, two days away. Yep, but this episode will be out <laughs> before then. Well, at least recording. we'll have something else to talk about on Monday. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Although we do have a gather-round fixture, mate. Yeah. Okay. So we have we have that at least. Yeah, so we drive to Adelaide mm-hmm. on, what, Thursday? Yes, I think it's Thursday, April 4. And then we have to wait... <laughs> for the main event! Three days for Hawthorne to play. If there is a team that I wouldn't have picked us to play... It's Collingwood. Well, what on not, earth is going on there? Well, well, not only would I have not picked us to play them, because obviously reigning premiers, but why Collingwood? Why is Hawthorne playing Collingwood in Adelaide? I, I, I would have and picked... And why did they send us to Mount Gambia to do it? I don't... No, we're playing Adelaide Oval. Oh, we're playing Adelaide Oval. Oh, thank goodness for that. Because <laughs> we couldn't have packed the MCG with 90,000. Well, it makes me wonder if we're going to play them twice. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. No, no, that sounds fair. <laughs> we get two wins. Why do we match two up? Wins. Why do we match up so well against Collingwood? It is odd. Yeah, I don't know. We, we've been we've had a very good record against them since about 2011. So, so you still you still am uh, I still keen? Yeah, well, there's accommodation booked and everything. So yeah, I would hope so. And do we have the Monday? Uh, what do you mean for the accommodation? No, well, we're going to have to be there for the Sunday night because we could have started heading back on the Sunday if it had been a bit earlier. Mate, I think on the Sunday night we'll be recording this. Oh. <laughs> In the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, something to look forward to. The fixture should be dropping soon. But uh, for now, we need to wrap up. Uh, if you appreciate all the work that we put into this draft preview, why not spread the word and tell Hawthorne fans everywhere about how much you enjoyed it? You can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, like so many listeners have done already, and we really appreciate that. You can find us on our social channels, follow us on X, or as I still call it, Twitter, very reflexively, but it is known as X, and I need to get with the program, at Pod. that's where you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook, our Hawthorne family there, growing every single day, facebook.com slash Pod. We're also on Instagram, and of course, Patreon is the place to go if you really want to get on board with us and support the content we create. A big thanks to our proud, passionate, and paid-up subscribers who help us put time into the show. Your contribution, of course, is huge and really, really valuable valuable to us so we thank you for that if you do want to jump on board for as little as the price of a cup of coffee a month all the details are on patreon you can get some bonus stuff there as well patreon.com slash hawk talk pod so one final thing 
Do you remember when Sammy was interviewed and they said, you know, what are you going to be looking for or what are you going for? Um, how's this going to work? And he said, we'll be looking at a lot of discards, like guys who have been come off other lists and obviously we've got Massimo. Yep. Um, and then you think about some of the discarded players and there, there are some very decent players going around. Like Jeremy Sharp, I remember we spoke about him before he ended up at Gold Coast, how he might be a good option for Hawthorne because they needed wingmen. Well, every girl crazy about a sharp-dressed man. And just moving right along, <laughs> he, uh, like top. All right. <laughs> he never really got an opportunity. He's 22 now, mm. and I think he's what, he's played about a season of games. But um, mm, he's, a, he's a wingman that I really liked at the time. Okay, there's a bit of a dark horse there, a bit of a wild card. Yeah, is there he... anyone you've thought about? Like... No, <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest, no. Um, no, I think, what do we have, three spots on the list remaining? Three or four? And I think we can fill those quite capably through the draft alone. Yeah, but then we, we don't also... have a lot of room there. But yeah. can we add, we can add more, can't we? And we could also, we could add a international rookie again. Okay, all right. I'm also thinking about our commitment to relisting Wingard and Stevens. Okay. But that'd be as rookies. Yeah, I mean... God, they don't make it straightforward, do they? Well, I don't know why they don't make it straightforward because it should be really accessible, but mm. whatever. A couple more red time items. This question from Views from the Nosebleeds. Would Weddle on one wing and CJ on another give us a genuine competitive advantage? Both tall, athletic, take the game on, can intercept Mark and hurt the opposition. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking, well, there might be Sharp there as well, but there's also one other player who got delisted, and that's Riley Bonner. Do you remember him from Port, He's from Port Adelaide? Adelaide? Yeah. Now, he was very good for... Isn't he more hairstyle than substance? Oh, <laughs> Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah, no, he is. He's not too bad. No, he's not. I didn't know he was delisted, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, he was delisted. Okay. So, you know, these th- there are definitely some blokes they might have a look at. Just give them a go. What about the question of Weddle and CJ on the wing? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, CJ just needs to get back into some kind of form. Mm. But Weddle definitely wants that wing role. Yeah, Weddle I can see happening for sure. And as he fills out, he'll go inside, outside. Yep, I think so. Which is just terrific for us. Maybe even before he fills out, like Will Day. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a very interesting year. I'm quite excited about how simple the forward line setup is going to be. How do you mean? I think with Marby or Chol, you can just kick long and hope. Yeah, potentially. And I think that's a tremendous advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, whether we can get past many teams on the ladder is another thing. But you have to expect that Richmond, Geelong, uh, they're not going to get any better. They're probably going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And we're going to improve quite a lot. Mm, I think we'll improve. Inconsistency. Inconsistency, yes. So we, we yeah. probably won't have big fade-outs. Yeah. Um, because you can kick long. Yeah. Um, you know, which it's not as stressful to play when you've got an outlet like that. <laughs> one last question, this one from Tiege. Do you think that Cam McKenzie could play across halfback next year as he is a good distributor and has good decision-making? Do you think they'd run him through the halfback line like that? Mm, I see merit in it, but whether they do it or not, I actually I don't think so. Where would you place McKenzie? Because he's unlikely to be big enough to go inside, so he needs to yeah. have some kind of outside role. 
Yeah, wing, maybe. I don't know. He's a tough one to place, actually. But he's very skillful and he can hold he, his spot. He is, which I, which is why I want to see him get more of a go. But where exactly I put him on the field, I'm not sure. Because I don't want to rob the midfield. Like, I like our midfield. I like our starting set of players in the midfield. And I have other players who I have touted for wing positions. And then I look across half back. I'm like, mm, that's kind of spoken for as well. And then I look at the forward line. I'm like, no. What, just just no? Well, I don't think Cam McKenzie's not a forward, so... But we're going to have to have one forward spot that's just a rotation of midfielders, right? Yeah. That's where Mc, that's where Connor McDonald can come in that's handy. That's right. Well, that's what he's been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he has to have more time in the midfield than he's currently been on. Yes, agreed. Yep. Is, is Jack going to take midfield minutes too? He does play very high, Jack. Ginevan, obviously, not Gunston. <laughs> does Gunston just do they just going to tether him to a goal goalpost? They just like you just stay there. We won't ever need you in defence again. Was that part of the negotiations? When you said <laughs> when you said that Jack plays high, I just thought, geez, not another controversy. Oh, lovely, <laughs> lovely. I noticed his dad did uh, completely was... renounce Collingwood. That was good on social media. Well, that's because. They kept coming for him. Yeah. They weren't very nice to him, even after his son brought him a premiership. I'm mean, just like, <laughs> he brought him some bravado they didn't have before. That's, are... that's really what I'm looking for, the the, the change in the mindset of that yeah. forward group. Yeah, definitely. But um, <clears throat> apart from that, uh, he, he had a little T-shirt made. I don't know who made it for him. Are we talking about the Ginevan and Tonic? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um... Oh, Carlton, Carlton Draft Tees, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. I can't oh, remember. I think it's, it's manufactured, you know, by a big conglomerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not well, so interested, but yeah. So I get a bit of a plug there, but um, but also not because it doesn't really work. It's, Do they make gin? Well, it's not Jack Ginovan. It's it's Ginovan. Oh. So it's, so it's really what that T-shirt says is Ginovan and tonic, and that doesn't, the wordplay doesn't work. It kind of irritates me because they think they've been smart, but they're not. Being smart, the design, the, the the art is really good. Can we just say his name differently and make it work? It's going to be another Jaeger O'Meara, <laughs> which still happens, and that is the danger. And you Liam, need to get in quick and make sure that doesn't happen. And I got to tell you, I, I was really impressed that Liam Shield got another contract. Oh this year. no! <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up there. <laughs> to go with Dylan Shields. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> What am I sitting across from BT? What's <laughs> happening here? Oh, look! I know you. I know you're missing it. Well, the, the the difficult thing about where we're at at the moment is the fact that all competitive football is over. There's no more Hawthorne football for the rest of the year, and it feels like it's going to be forever until we get to see them in action again. So I am missing it. It's true. It's all right, Nick. I'll take you out the training. We'll sit there and watch them. You can get your fill. Yeah, where the real action happens. We can I pop mean, into the cafe and get you a gingerbread man. A, a gingerbread man, thank you. That's yeah. Oh, the, is that what they're doing? The little now Jack the Jacks arrived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I will let the pronunciation go, folks. I, I promise. At some point, I will. We need to wrap up, and we also need to flag for listeners that we are covering the draft live. We're going to be live on X Spaces or Twitter Spaces, if you prefer. Right we'll, up to pick four. 
No, no, we'll we'll be there for well. I don't want to. What the rest? We're going to hang around until twenty five. Well, it's just it's a live edition of the Hawk just Talk in podcast. case we do another Josh Weddle thing. It's a live edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. It's going to be fun and frivolity and games. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be there. You go, the Hawk Talk podcast. It's, it's going to be, be good. good. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, twenty twenty four campaign done. <laughs> Have they taken your money yet? By the way. Oh, of course they have. Yeah. Yeah. Did I it think, go up? I've been seeing a lot of it, stuff it, about it, how much it went up. It went up. Now yeah. you got to register for your Hawk Talk mag. I've done that. Hawk Talk is coming. Yeah, well, it's the club's official magazine <laughs> that bears resemblance to the name of our podcast oh, is on its yeah. way. Passing. Passing <laughs> resemblance. Anyway. So, yes, we are going to be live covering the draft, so make sure you join us on X or Twitter. Please uh, talk to us. Keep us awake. Just, well, it's just it's, as you are struggling to keep awake, so are we. <laughs> it's Hawk Talk back, effectively. So, if you want to jump on and, and have a chat with us or ask us questions or join in the fun and frivolity, please, you can. It's, it's, ha- have a laugh at how Hawthorne went and picked up, like, Lawson Humphreys instead of some bloke who that we the mentioned. the hell is Lawson Humphreys? He's definitely in here somewhere. It's a great name, though. It is. Is he part of this draft crop? He's another one from there Western Australia. They're all from Western Australia and Tassie. I don't know what was going on. Flight risk. <laughs> Flight risk. Anyway, <laughs> we need to wrap up, but do join us Monday and Tuesday night for Draft Nights 1 and 2. We'll be doing it live. We'll be going live, and we look forward to having your company then. And then, of course, afterwards, we'll be back with another episode to recap the lot. Until then, it's been the Hawk Talk Podcast. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. you